Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Moved by stories, big and small, with a vivid dream life, Sharon Gardner's heart and imagination led her to the stage, where she could embody and explore characters and their worlds. Bringing wit to drama and depth to comedy, Sharon appears as globetrotting philanthropist Delphine Rizzam in the upcoming comedy Me Time with Kevin Hart and Regina Hall on Netflix, and in thrillers The Portrait and The Death That Awaits, both premiering in early 2023 on major streamers. Sharon has an extensive theater background and works in voiceover and commercials. She's also a writer, producer, and coach. Thank you for joining us today, Sharon. What drew you to acting? And did you always know that you wanted to be an actor? I did my first play when I was six. I've always loved jumping into characters, just transforming and playing and exploring all the different aspects of being a person. It's interesting because the key to our happiness at times can be making sure that we stay in touch with our inner child. And it has to be so interesting to play all of different kinds of complex and interesting roles. And I think you mentioned you jump well between two different forms of acting. I really love comedy and I really love drama. If we think about our own lives and our own days, we have a pretty much a roller coaster of emotion throughout the day. Some of our lives are really funny and amusing. Some of them are awful and we have to yet choose to laugh about them or else we'll cry. I find that we all as, live as human beings on this range of experience. And that to me is what life is. Art is a distillation and a reflection both of life. As artists, we try to make work that has meaning for us and for other people. And for me, I really like to explore what's meaningful both that's really funny and truthful, and that's really challenging and painful and truthful. And then, of course, drama doesn't have to be only sad or morose or horrifying. It can also be funny. In fact, the best shows that we've seen, like, for example, Succession right now is just, you know, fantastic drama. But there's a lot of humor in it. These characters can be absurd. They can make jokes. They can become jokes. Things they can do are amusing. Things can be so awful. And then there are moments of real gravity as well. I think that's, to me, that's life. And I, I really enjoy playing on both spectrums of uh, realms of experience. When I approach a role, I don't look so much at the emotion as I do at the character's desires, life history, complexities of character. And the emotion is what comes up during you know the course of pursuing a goal or having a conflict. And so the emotion kind of emerges through the text and through the experience. Obviously, a piece of Art has a tone. Everything has a tone. To be able to, to jump into that and live in the tone creates the atmosphere of the piece. And so once you have the tone of the show or the film or the text, whatever it is, then you explore the specifics of the human character. And for me, the pleasure is, well, there are many pleasures, but trying to live truthfully under the circumstances that my characters are in. I don't use my own personal life to substitute for the, the travails or the joys of my characters. I try to really put myself in those circumstances of the character. So really, I find being an actor is an action of radical empathy. How do I put myself in the shoes of another person? And I think that's one of the gifts that 
think maybe we've all been discovering most acutely in these past couple of years of being in the pandemic is that people have gravitated toward content, be it on you know the small screen or be it in a in piece of literature that really resonates with them, whether it's their own lived experience or somebody else's that they happen to identify with. All good art, whether it's kind of in the entertainment zone or whether it's in the fine art zone, connects us with other people and allows us to engage our empathy. It's so true. And in a, a time when we felt so disconnected, we were taking in so much content and so many stories. I remember when a Netflix series would end that I really loved and you'd think, oh, this is over. I have to find something else that I enjoy watching every day just as much. You and I met through our children who are in second grade, but when my twins were born, I started watching crime shows and I, I got involved because I liked the complexity of what was happening in the show and trying to figure it out. But it also ended in 45 minutes and they solved the crime and I could go to bed thinking that something in my day was solved. But I remember watching NCIS and all of a sudden... There you were. I thought, there is Sharon. And you did such an incredible job in the role. It was so much fun to see you. Can you share with us the different roles that you have played over the years? I studied theater in, in undergrad and, and then spent a decade in New York doing theater. I like playing women who are very complex. I love the concept of having a strong veneer of perfectionism. There are a lot of women who live their lives that way, but then who underneath have a great deal of interior struggle either because they feel isolated because they have pain they're hiding or they feel like they're not enough in the world. And so they feel like they can't connect in a way that's authentic. I love playing characters who have a real dynamic between their outer persona and their inner experience. Those are really fun to play. And I also find that sometimes the most fun characters are the villains as a text would have them typed because they create conflict for the heroes. I booked seven films in the last year and I just finished playing the mom of one of the leads in a film, a thriller called The Death That Awaits. And this character is a mother who is dealing with a really severe health issue. And she's been trying to maintain the facade of having a perfect family. And this commitment to her facade creates a great deal of isolation and loneliness for her because she has nobody that she can really connect with. She can't say, I know you think that we're really happy in my family. I have two kids, a beautiful house, white picket fence, a happy marriage, two dogs and a cat, everything that she's supposed to want. And yet she's got this health struggle with her, her child that creates a great deal of anxiety in her. Sometimes she feels like, my gosh, it, it was me who failed as a mother. She has all these thoughts about how this makes her less than who she should be. Now, this comes out of her own wound, the feeling like she's not enough. Some other woman might take it a completely different way and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to start a campaign to bring awareness to this child's illness when they could go about it trying to raise money and bringing awareness to it for research and connecting with people across the country who are dealing with this struggle. But this woman does not do that. It's really interesting. My character is written in a way to symbolize the way women of a certain generation where inner struggles had to be repressed, where she is the emblem of that. And so her young daughter, who's 19, rebels against this version of her mother and really charts her own course, tries to find a way with her illness to have a full life anyway. And so there's a real mother-daughter struggle in the film. It's really interesting. Women come up a lot against shoulds. Rosabelle Tao talked about this in one of our previous podcast episodes. It's interesting because the woman, it seems your character thought she should act a certain way. So instead of doing what she felt, she did what she thought she should. Absolutely. A lot of 
characters that I play that are somehow representative of conflict or who create an obstacle for one of the leads, those are opportunities for the audience to really engage with that character's choices, right? If I were in your shoes, would I do those things? Would I make those same choices? How would I pivot if it were me? Every role that you have, whether it be a protagonist or an antagonist, gives the audience an opportunity to have an act of empathy and say, okay, if I were this person, how would I live my life given these circumstances that were created by the writer and shaped by the director and given specificity by the actor? So interesting how your career involves so much human experience. Oh, uh, the gamut. I don't think there's an emotion that I've not expressed in my career. There's certainly characters I've never played. Like I never played an astronaut going to outer space, which would be really fun. I never played somebody on a Himalayan track. That would be really fun. Like there are lots of lots of actions I would love to play as, as an actor um, that I'm not done yet. There's so many things to explore though. As a naturally curious person, I'm really intrigued by so many different things. And so being an actor also in that way is fun that I get to play pretend all the time that I'm this person, I'm that person. I've had a million different careers in my characters. Right. That's so fun how it how it relates to your curiosity. What do you like the most about what you do? There's so many things I love about it. Really tapping into the spirit of creativity for me. I mean, when I'm shooting a role for an audition, which I do in my studio now, I mean, actors, since the pandemic started, we don't go to audition rooms to audition anymore. We are rehearsing and self-taping in our own small studios. So when I'm in the zone, if you will, like in the flow of the creativity, then I feel completely free. I feel really like I'm engaging parts of myself in the safety of the mask of character. Character gives me a form and I can really let my, my creativity be free within that form. So it's really fun. You mentioned liking drama and also comedy. Do you have a favorite? I can't say that I do. I had one of the best performances experience of my life in the last year, working with Kevin Hart and Regina Hall on a film called Me Time that John Hamburg wrote and directed. And first of all, the script is hilarious. And then we, John is such a supportive creative. We were on script for like the majority of the time we were shooting. And then for like the last quarter of, or maybe one third of our, our shooting experience, we were able to just improv and we had so much fun. And it was such a joy to be able to be in the moment with these really talented artists who are so brilliant at comedy and to just watch them and play with them together. And just, it's just, it's so, it was so exciting. I love it. The essence of being an actor, you know, is kind of like, have you ever taken an improv class? Yes. Yes. So you, so, you know, so basically you have a, a creative ball and you toss it to someone and they catch it and they add a little spin to it. They toss it to somebody else or back to you. And it's a game of tennis, but you have this creative energy and you throw it around space and then you create an, an elaborate symphony. You know, really playing a great script is like playing a piece of music if you're a musician for me. Okay. There, you know, you can dip in and out of tones and high points and peaks and valleys. And just the playing of it itself is so fun. So whether that's drama or comedy, to me, it doesn't really matter. It's what really matters is that you're working with people who love to play. And it has to be fun to follow a script, right? And really dive into that character, but also be light on your feet as it relates to the improv. Precisely. Improv is something that happens in comedy all the time for feature scripts. But if you're doing an improv like multi-camera or sitcom, there's a little bit of room for that, but sometimes not so much because a multi-camera script is tightly, tightly scripted by these brilliant writers and they have beat setups and joke setups and everything is really tightly choreographed. So you then it's playing the music that the writers have written you and really reading that. And that in itself is a joy. So you win these incredible roles. How do you keep the motivation and the confidence to keep going when you experience some no's? 
So I auditioned for Modern Family six times in four years before I actually got cast. So I got cast on the sixth one. I actually had a pin put in me. A pin is when they, when casting calls your agent and says, oh, we love Sharon. She's one of our top two choices. We want to put her on availability. I was pregnant seven months and they called me in for this role. There was not a pregnant character at all. And I just put this whole spin on it because I was pregnant. I was like, well, I can't pretend that I'm not seven months pregnant. So how do I make this work? So I took an imaginative leap and they loved it enough to put it, to give me a pin, but they, I didn't actually book it. So then you're hanging, you're like, oh my God, am I booking it? Am I booking it? Am I booking it? And the answer was in this case, no. So every time you get a serious deflation or you don't get a call back or, you know, you just go, oh, this is, it's hard, repeated no's. And, and at that time also was learning really to embrace the audition as the performance. And actually even more now that, that we're in this pandemic world where everyone's shooting at home, I really commit 100% to my auditions so that when I send an audition tape to casting, I feel that is the best performance that I can give of this role, given the knowledge that I have. Now, sometimes casting will call me back and say, actually, here's some information you didn't know about, or we'd like to try this moment this different way. Can you retape it for us? That's a callback. But the majority of the stuff that I've booked in the last year has not come from callbacks. It's come from booking the very first tape that I send in. I send in what I consider to be a full performance. So I invest in the character, create the experience, live truthfully in, in the circumstances, and then when I send the tape off, I have to let it go. So it's a practice in letting it go and then just knowing if it comes back to me, then it's mine. And if it doesn't, well, some other great actor is going to be getting it and they'll have fun with it. And I can't wait to watch who it is and watch the performance. And that's great advice for anybody in any career that they're in, because we all experience those no's and it's how do we pick ourselves up and keep going? Because the more you ask and the more no's you hear, the closer you are to Yes. That's correct. The world is big enough. The universe is big enough for all of us. There's so many talented artists in Los Angeles. The actor who's getting this role, somehow her essence resonated more with the producers and the director and the writer than mine. And her performance was somehow just a little bit closer to what they envisioned than my performance was. And more power to her. I, I can't wait to see the work. I always just want to see the work. And that's such a great way to look at it. Believe in abundance. When roles come to us and we're just perfectly right for them, there's an alignment between what we're expressing in our personal search as, as individuals and also an alignment with the character's own search and what they're working on in their own life. I ask this question at the end of every episode because it is so important to bring joy to our daily lives. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? When I'm living in alignment with my vision, that brings me joy. The life that I'm living is meaningful and I'm going to be making a positive contribution to the greater conversation of life. So that is really joyful for me. I also love to tap into the, the childlike spirit of just exploration and transformation. It's a play pretend part of it, which is super fun. I listen to a lot of music. I was a DJ in college and I sing with a rock band. We always have a lot of music in my house all the time. And so whenever I'm feeling blue, I'll put on something really fabulous and I meditate. So really getting into my personal place of ease, my body is really important for me. And from that place, I often just feel the rhythm of life. The pulse of life that's underneath all of the circumstances that we have, that pulse for me is always there. Whether you call it the force, like Star Wars does, or whether you call it God, or whether you call it Buddha, whatever you want to call it, chi, there are so many terms for it. 
I perceive it all to be the same thing, whether you want to put a you know religious spin on it or not. To me, it's just the life force. I look outside and I see the blue sky and the trees, and we're lucky to live in Los Angeles where we have a lot of green and sky. I think I find joy in a lot of different places. I love how you bring the energy and the passion. It's so inspiring. Thank you for joining us today. Can you please tell our listeners how and where they can find you? Yes, I'm on Instagram at I am Sharon Gardner. Twitter is at Sharon Gardner. Sharon Gardner on IMDb will give you an update of my current projects. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.